Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And I'm Jeff Lagerman along with Kevin Favor and Kirk Waltz, the uh, the guys that were giving us stories from Kentucky and Kansas. And I don't think we're through with the stories yet. No, I I, no. I have some really cool stories because you know after I got off the air with you guys last week, um, you know I was in, I was in Kansas. We went pheasant hunting that day, um, and then I went back to the woods on Sunday with just my my cell phone. Taking pictures and stuff. I have some stories from Sunday that I want to. Yeah, I'm looking forward that, to hearing yeah, them. Seriously, I mean, it, it, it was it was. I did not have a weapon, and it was a top three, one of my top three days in the deer woods ever. Ever isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, that I think that yeah. goes to show that uh, you know, for all those animal rights people out there that uh, think that hunters are just killers, you know, that's not always the case. I mean, we like to no. eat, we like to eat meat. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. I, in fact, I brought a whole pile of venison snack sticks in here for you guys today and we like to eat meat and we're not going to deny that but it's not always about kill it's not that's not, no, uh, trust it's not me. what it's about i mean my my buddy who i stayed with who is a great friend kevin teuben um he didn't go with me that morning um and and he's texting me at 11 30 going are you okay <laughs> seriously and, yeah. I, and i got in the woods i got in the woods at uh at 5 30 and he's texting me at 1130, all right? You know, and I, said, and I, and I just said, I'm good. I, I said, I'm good. I said, it's just, I said, incredible. And I just stayed in the woods. I would. Yeah, I, 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 think I stayed in the woods. That, I think that's the cool thing about, you know, when you hunt out west. And I'm not talking about Ohio, you know, or Illinois. I'm talking about the western states, you know, Nebraska and Kansas and uh, Wyoming and Utah. And, you know, all, all the places you can see. Yeah. You know, I. To me, that's that's a special place, yeah. you know, especially when you come from the east where you've got a lot of woods and it's very thick and you can't see very far. But the ability to go somewhere and see and and have binoculars and actually need them. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I Cause no, we, no, we no, have I, binoculars here, but, I mean, you know, we don't really necessarily need them all the time. Well, the, the needy thing, and Kevin and I talked about this at the, at the boat ramp. We worked a, a job together the other day, and we, he was telling me the story. And it was like he'd on, he'd been on his fifth cup of coffee. I oh, mean, he yeah. was so wound up, and he was telling me the story, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And the whole time, Larry Minyard and and uh, Dennis Goldstein were listening to Kevin. It was like, "You're kidding me!" And he's like, "No, I'm just sitting there." And yeah. it's it's like you're sitting and watching this passion play, but these are real live animals, and they're doing yeah. their natural thing, and you're right in the middle of it, and they are totally oblivious to the fact that you're sitting there. Yeah, that's what's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, you know our uh, staff biologist Scotty Brown was talking to him yesterday. Uh, he was bow hunting in Texas, and he's got a lease there in Texas, you know. And, and he said uh, uh, he's got a couple a couple little setups, you know, because, I mean, Texas, I mean, you're hunting corn. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, how is you going to find deer in Texas right. like where they hunt, you know, the mesquite thickets and stuff. Right. And he said he had a mature eight-point at five yards 
five yards in the bushes with him. Right. And he, <laughs> he, he wasn't even well, he wasn't yeah. even in the blind. Right. You know, so I mean that's that's the kind of experiences that you like to have. And and uh, at some point, you know, I'd like to share a story that I had from last week. I got I got my first buck of the year, and it was exciting. Typical, you know, nice mature buck, nose right in a does rear end. You know, yes. for, for mid November. Boy, it doesn't get any more exciting than that. No, no, and it's neat being able to observe that in the natural, in the, in, in the outdoors. That's yeah, what know, makes I, it so I, much fun. I think, too, that you know, what's interesting is that you know everybody wants to know when's the rut. And, you know, this year, I mean, there is, there is no doubt across the country, you know, we are seeing a rut. Yeah, and, and uh, it's interesting because, you know, obviously I, I, I hunted – Wednesday through Monday of last week, okay, which I got there the the, the ninth, okay, mm-hmm. and and you know Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was kind of, you know, it was the, it was the small bucks kind of chasing does around. Saturday and Sunday, yep, bigger bucks. It was flipping on, brother. Yeah, but, that's that's kind of kind of the cool thing about yeah. the rut this year is that you know there's yeah. there's certain years that everybody will say what happened to the rut. Yeah, yeah. This year there there has been no doubt as right. to when the rut is, and I think this year. The, the perfect peak of the rut has been right around the 17th, 18th of November. And a lot of times people swear that, you know, that 10th, 11th is really the magic. It was almost almost like it was a week later this year. Yeah. You know, because in the 9th and 10th and 11th, you saw a lot of smaller bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden into that, you know, one week later, you know, you're seeing the bigger bucks. So yeah. anyway, uh, you got a friend. Adam Tiven, uh who, by the way, is a wildlife officer. In Louisiana, just to let you know, is Kevin Tubin's son, who, uh, uh, first of all, good morning, Adam. Morning, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. First of all, congrats on a great deer. Thank you, sir. That's a good deer in Kansas. I can't imagine how good of a deer it would be in, Lu- in Florida. <laughs> or Louisiana, oh, for that, that thing, matter. That thing would be yeah, like a superstar too. in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. And, and, you know, the, 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 the funny thing is, Adam, is that, uh, you know, Kevin and I kind of stayed in touch with you all week, um, you know, d- during that week when I was hunting up, up at your place in, in Kansas. And you guys had been there for what, uh, you know, y- there has been other people hunting that piece of property this year besides me, correct? Yes. And y'all hadn't, um, hadn't seen a whole lot. They saw deer all over the place. Just they, I, they couldn't imagine how many deer. They said they saw 40, 50 bucks in one day. And when was this? Um, I think two weeks before you got there. All right. And but in our, our our conversation or my conversation with your dad was that they just they they saw a lot of bucks, but they just didn't see anything. You know, I, I know that uh, uh, there was a beautiful nine point that you guys killed, but you kind of besides that, there wasn't a whole lot of big bucks seen. Yeah, there wasn't. Um, they saw some bigger ones way out. Right. Like, you can't really get to them, but they said they saw lots of little four points and things like that but no no shooters yeah i, I think jeff that that's probably the most amazing thing that, that, that kirk that, that when you when you sit there the numbers of four points six points small sevens small eights is uh, adam correct me if i'm wrong i mean it's 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 kind of ridiculous yeah it, it's amazing how that many deer can be on that little track of land yeah, 140 acres. You know, it, it's fun though. You know, Adam, you were saying there that, or you were saying that Adam was there before you. Yeah. You know, and it's funny to watch the progression if you can, if you are fortunate enough to be in the woods quite often, which this year I 
I have been, mm-hmm. uh, and how you see the rut progress. All of a sudden, you start to see a lot of yearlings by themselves. And then all of a sudden, the next week, you start to see some little bucks mm-hmm. start running around. And then the week after that, you start to see a complete, you know, the big bucks start chasing. And then the week after that, you know, or two weeks after that point, all of a sudden, it just dies. Yeah. You're like, what happened? You know, and, and Adam, you were there during that little chase phase. You know, I guess the little bucks, you know, right. starting chase. Yeah. But it's funny how it all always kind of progresses that way. And it's not like they're just coming out during the day, which that does some, but most of the time they're not even on game camera at night. It's there till two days before he shot it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was, that was the craziest thing. You know, and, and I, and I talked about this, uh, you know, last Saturday on, on the show, Adam, when I was, when I was still there and, and uh, calling him by phone that, you know, your dad starts sending me trail cam pictures, you know, in the middle of September. And, and we had, we had never seen that buck. And then Jeff, when, after I left, he went back, Kevin went back and checked the cameras and that buck was on camera the day that I shot my buck. He was there that morning. So he came back that afternoon. Pretty, pretty interesting. That's good stuff. Yeah. Adam, thanks for calling, bro. Not a problem. Have a good one, Kevin. All right, buddy. See you. Bye. So he, he's Adam's a wildlife officer in Louisiana. Yep. Really? Yep, sure is. How in the world does he go from Kansas to Louisiana? Well, actually, he he got his degree from University of Missouri, and uh-huh. and, uh, and and he wanted to be well, a wildlife I officer. Stay there. He wanted to be a wildlife officer there, but the, the interesting he he got a job in Louisiana, and he he, he was going to do the I'm going to work for two years. He got married, okay. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. Jeff, he has fallen in love with Louisiana. Oh, oh I, he, but, I can understand that. Well, yeah. there's, there's, there's two things. Again, you got to realize that, that, that Adam grew up at what I consider one of the deer capitals. Of, you know, so, so deer hunting to him is big can, deal. And, and not only that, he, he has a lifetime, a lifetime license in Kansas. So he can go, he doesn't have to draw a tag. Okay. Yep. So he can go back and hunt Kansas whenever he wants. But there's two things that he loves to do more deer hunting, and that's duck hunting and fishing. Oh, oh he's going to hunt in Louisiana. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. So why, why, he's like, I'm never going to leave because this place is, is phenomenal. Um, and it's, uh, it's fun, though, to, to, to sit down with those wildlife officers, especially Louisiana. Yeah. And, and listen to some of the stories. I bet you, but now, where's he based out of in Louisiana? Um, I believe around, around Morgan City. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. In the thick of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking, uh, the, the, you know how the areas where off the the river that you get all these oil wells yeah. way back. Right. Uh, yeah. I actually used to fish. Uh, used to go to a fishing tournament in Morgan City, Louisiana. Really. Uh, and fish for bass. And at the same time, as part of this trip that I had, you know, we also saltwater fished. I mean, right there. I mean, freshwater, saltwater, yeah. wow. waterfowl. I mean, that that's where it's happening. Yeah. Well, I know in years past, having gotten calls from friends of mine that, that were over there, and they said the ducks. Oh yeah, the, the flyway fly, right there. The flyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Like I said, he he. A lot of times when I was deer hunting in in Kansas, he and his buddies were there duck hunting. Wow. You know they, they didn't even they they did you know in Kansas in Kansas yeah yeah yeah. So the, so in other words, he grew up with the big deer and it, it yeah. wasn't a big deal to him. Exactly. I got it's, you. Exactly. You know. Um. And 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 like I said, it's it's. I had more guys this week because I went pheasant hunting and there was 30 guys, mm-hmm. you know, and they all know that by now that I fish and, you know, I've been going up there for seven years. And even, even if I'm deer hunting, we always, always go and, and, you know, we have the big Friday night cookout and stuff. 
And, and, you know, it's, it's so interesting to me because this year the theme was shark fishing. They, for some reason, they were enamored with, with, with sharks. We, we, do you catch sharks? And I'm like, you know, but, but you see, to us, we're like, yeah, whatever. Big deal. Yeah. And, and to them, the deer is like, okay. Big deal. Big deal. You know, seriously. <laughs> it's the same I, attitude. It's the yeah. same attitude, you know, but it's a, and, and me, seriously, I, when I shot that buck on Wednesday, mm-hmm. And I still had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to be there. I was going to go. I was, I stayed in the woods. I really did. I yeah, mean, I don't you blame know, you. I, 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 uh, we went coyote hunting on Thursday morning. Did you get any? <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks on TV, by the way. No, it's not. <laughs> He's it's telling not. me about it. Yeah. I, I was 0 for 5. Uh, really? Yeah, I was 0 for 5. And, and, uh, I was shooting, uh, Kevin's 243. We were in the sand hills. And man, that's it's as ball. much fun. It is an it, absolute ball. I mean, the, the, it was, I was letting it fly, bro. <laughs> and, uh, it how, was, many, how many did you call in? Well, the, we, we hunted, we hunted four spots and the first spot we saw five. Mm-hmm. Um, se- second spot we saw none. And then, and then, and then we saw six and two. Um, but the, when, when we, the, the cool thing was, Jeff, when we saw six, we were we were we were facing uh, we were facing west. We had a west wind, and you know we're sitting on the side of a little the sand hill with a little plum thick in the back, mm-hmm. and and Kevin's calling and calling. And we hadn't seen it a lot, and, and then and then all of a sudden he's like, he's like to my left, to my left, and and I'm looking behind me. I see movement, dude. I turn around and there is a coyote, feet, five yards Ho-ho! from. I mean, and I'm like whoa whoa, and he and, and, and Kevin's going left left. I'm going he's right. <laughs> and he kind of turned, and they, all of a sudden they were just they, they were packed. packed from everywhere, from all around us, man. And I'm <laughs> I'm letting it fly, and there's coyotes running that's everywhere. You, that's when you oh, want the ten man. gauge. It, that, I needed the ten gauge. And he, even <laughs> even Kevin said that he's like, man, we should have brought the shotgun. Yep, I, I, I've been telling you for years yeah. how much fun that is. Oh, and, and I've been wanting to go. Yeah, we yeah. we, we got to kind of put that together because uh, it is a blast. The, the Navajo Indian Reservation is my favorite place to coyote hunt. Yeah, just because I got good friends out there, and the terrain is gorgeous. That high desert, uh, folks. You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Walsh. We're talking shoot Kentucky with Kirk, Kansas with Kevin, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit of George George Southeast. With Absolutely, me, right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a deer hunter, I think this happens to us all. You're sitting in your stand and you catch a glimpse of a huge buck. It happens to be the same buck that fills your dreams and your trail cameras. When you saw him during bow season, he was just out of reach. During gun, he was chasing a doe and moving too fast. You've done everything possible to take this buck. You've moved stands, moved trail cameras. You've taken time off work you shouldn't have. You even missed your niece's wedding. This buck consumes your thoughts. As a matter of fact, there's times when your wife is talking to you, and even though you're looking right at her and shaking your head, you're thinking, man, I wish I had to move that stand on the creek bottom and not on that food plot. You hunt day after day, pass up deer after deer, and then it happens. The last day of deer season goes by, and you still have a tag in your pocket. During turkey season, you find his sheds, and your spirits soar. Starting about August, you put out your trail cameras. About two weeks into it, you finally get a picture of him. He is alive and still around. You look at that picture and you say, game on. If this has ever happened to you, you need to be a part of Hunt Life. Visit HuntLife.com. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. 
Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. I don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And welcome back, folks. And at HuntLife.com, you can enter in the Hunt Life for the Holidays contest. It's a big promotion where you can win a $4,500 South Texas Dream Deer Hunt with Hunt Life President Major Harding. Why it's not with me and you and you. But yeah, I don't understand. I don't get that part. How, how did Major get involved I with don't this? Know. Uh, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good one there. Two ways, Danner. You can... Uh, Buy something at the Hunt Life online store, and my favorite thing right now is the Occupy the Woods mm-hmm. t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, or you can submit a video about how you live the Hunt Life uh, on the Hunt Life online community. More information at HuntLife.com. And we're back with the show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz. Yes. And uh, Kansas, so... Uh, yeah, just just to kind of wrap it up. Okay. You know, I mean, it, it, because I can tell stories about this all year, but Jeff, i got to tell you this, just this one story. I, I, I went and sat in the woods on Sunday morning. And that was, I guess that would have been the 13th, just just kind of so we keep people in tune with what the rut was doing. You right, know what right. I mean? Yeah, and you didn't have a bow or anything, right? No, 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 no. All I had, all I had was my phone. Yeah, all I had was camera. my phone. Yeah. And you, it, you got one of these uh, fancy cameras like I've got. It's at uh, Droid X, which takes beautiful pictures, and then they also take video. Video. Yeah, yeah so, pretty neat little deal. So I was trying to get some, some video, and, and, and it kind of started out a, a little slow, t- truthfully. Um, and, and, and I was sitting there, and, and, and about 30 minutes after daylight, uh, I heard a grunt and saw a doe coming at me, so I'm getting my phone and, and had a beautiful little 10-point. When I say 10-point, you know, 15 inches wide, you know, probably 6 inches high. And he's chasing the doe around me, and I got some good video. And, and it was, you know, that, that was cool. And then I'm just telling you an hour after daylight, it, it, dude, it, something went off. I mean, because all of a sudden there were bucks coming from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, I couldn't look left, right behind me, and, and, and there wasn't a buck. And, and then down in the bottom, just just this where the, where the actual creek is, you hear splash, 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 splash. I mean, the, the deer are crossed, and, and they're just grunting and crashing going on down there. And, and I sat in my stand until 9 o'clock, and I could see them, you know what I mean? But I, but I couldn't get a feel for how big they were, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they were just everywhere. I mean, they were just chasing. So I said, you know what, I'm going to get down. I said, there was a huge cottonwood over there. And I said, I'm going to go and be able to look right down on that bottom. And so I went, and and, and I just, and Jeff, I had to, like, I'd take, like, six steps and stop, and, and a buck would go by me. Mm-hmm. You know what? Go go by me at 20 yards, go into that bottom, and, you know, and, and I'd take, like, six more steps. Oh, and here comes one from the right. Never looked at me. Just go, they were, they were going to that bottom, man. And I'm going, holy cow, i got to get to this tree. So I get to the tree, and literally I, I just, I kind of get in the fetal position, and, I, you know, I just get as small as I can, mm-hmm. and I'm watching this. Huge buck chasing this doe down this bottom. I mean, everywhere, just as fast as they could go, running around. And there's little bucks, you know, coming in to to check it out. And, and all of a sudden, I kind of look to my left, and here comes a doe down the same path that I had just walked, just flying at me. And there's three bucks right behind three her. Three behind her. Right behind her. And I'm going, holy cow, holy cow. And Jeff, I'm thinking, I, I they're going to, she's going to run over me. She, she literally 
She comes five yards in front of me. I'm sitting up against a tree. I got my face mask on, I got gloves on, and just sitting there. And all you see is my eyes. And I'm going, holy cow. She comes, lit, it stops 10 yards past me, five yards in front of me. All three bucks are standing five yards in front of me. I'm on the ground. Oh. I can hear them going, <laughs> I swear to God. And I'm sitting there going, that's holy the smoke. flipping coolest thing. They didn't even look at me. I mean, I'm sitting on the ground with them, and I'm going, oh, my God, that's the coolest thing ever. And I, I can't do my phone or anything, because if I move. That's yeah. the morning you wish, or, or you're so happy you never put any dopey on you. <laughs> yeah, if you I'd have dope, that's dude, right. If I'd had dopey, I'd have been running with the dough. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been a good, I, 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 have been good video. Yeah, uh, yeah. Up the tree instead yeah, of sitting yeah, by yeah, it. Yeah, remember the joke? I, you, yeah, I'm going to sit down there and graze. You better brace yourself. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so so, they they go off, and I am just – I am lit up like a Christmas tree. Okay, I'm just sitting there, and I'm going, that is unbelievable. And I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, I look to my left. And right behind them, after they had gone by for like two minutes, the here, big boy. Here comes the man. Uh huh. Easing, easing down. I'm going, oh my god. And this, this eight point, and he, dude, he's like 22 inches wide. You know, probably seven, eight inches high. Uh, you know, one of those ones you just, you, you, if you, if beer you pick, can, bases. beer can face. Here he comes, right down the same trail. And Jeff, this deer walks five yards. In front of me, and I'm I'm not exaggerating, and I I can just hear him just uh, breathing, and, uh, and 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 he walks by, and, and I mean, and I, you must have been shaking, dude. I was shaking so hard, Kirk, and I didn't even have a weapon. <laughs> I, that, that, that that was honest to goodness truth. Do I have uh, a knife? Yeah, I, I was just because, like you said, I was just like, what, what what do I do if he just all of a sudden turns around and says, you know what, I don't like you, because right. this is a 250 pound animal. Yeah, you're you infringing know, on I'm, their. Uh... I'm on the ground with this, Jeff, and they never knew I was there, man. Awesome. And they were so in tune with chasing those does. And then, Jeff, I look up, and this is the first time I've ever seen this, I, and, and, and I've always wanted to see this. It's kind of a plateau out there. On There is a buck 20 yards from me putting a scrape down. There's another buck at 20 yards just absolutely raking a tree, mm-hmm. just just going crazy. And then I look up at 40 yards past them, and I see two bucks coming together, brother. And here they go sideways, and they lock up for two minutes. Here's laid back. Dude, bristled I, I'm up. talking is if there's no way you could you could rattle this loud. They were going at it, throwing each other down, dust flying. And, Jeff, there were bucks coming from everywhere. Fight, fight. fight. Yeah, fight. Yeah, and, here they come. I was, and I was sitting there. They were coming by me going to that fight, brother. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'm just sitting there going, I, that, this, is, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, I, and I sat at that cottonwood until noon. I sat there. Mm, you know, wow. I mean, from, from 9 until noon, my butt was killing me. Did you get some good video? I, I ran out. I got so much video. Man, you need to post some of that. Oh, up. I will. I got to awesome. get big. That's what Big Bill's for. He's got to get it up on the uh, Hunt Life Online community. I, 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 yeah, just... I want to see him. Hey, you might can, yeah. you might get into that contest to go with you know with Hunt Life President yeah. Major Harding. Yeah. Well, I, you know, and and honestly, and and I'll be very honest, I'm kicking myself. Still kicking myself for not taking my video camera. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I said you know, to you. Is, holy cow! You know, phone is one thing. You got a but, TV show and you got the equipment, man. You should have brought the camera. I mean, I, but you know, when I go there, I go there to to hunt that buck. Yeah. And, but I killed that buck on Wednesday. Yeah. So you, you know, got the so, whole... so I got I got four days of of shooting video and and man, I was I was highly upset at myself for not having my video camera because yeah. I when when you talk about you know sitting there and they're at you know five yards away from you. <sighs> Uh, that's so cool. You know, I mean, the, the one of the things that reminds me of, I read a story this week in Indiana 
that there was a, a 60 year old, 62 year old guy who shot a deer, wounded it and came up on it. And the, the guy didn't realize that the deer was still alive. The deer kicked him. Ooh, lacerated his, uh, liver and he died. Ooh. Oh, no. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, holy cow, people say, you know, Deer eye, they don't hurt anybody. You know, deer's <laughs> Let me hurt. Tell you what? Yeah. You know, or uh, deer is injured, and they're, they're no joke now. There's no fat on a deer. It's all muscle. I mean, deer is almost all muscle. Yeah. You yeah. don't. It's like deer's like a horse. You don't. You don't get too close to the back end of a horse. No. You know, and you sure as heck not gonna get too close to. Yeah, especially with those hooves. Or, yeah, I, I think it's pretty neat, horns. too, too that, yeah. you know, you go to yeah. Kansas. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, and you got a, what, five-day trip planned total? Yeah. You know, in the first day, you're fortunate enough to be able to, to kill a, a great buck. Yep. And then when you're done with that, you got other options. I mean, pheasant hunting, coyote hunting. Uh, you were talking Ground, about... Groundhogs. Yeah, yeah prairie, prairie dogs. Prairie dogs, yeah. yeah. I, mean, that, I mean, that's... That's awesome. Holy cow. Yeah. So, so how'd the pheasant hunting go? Uh, it was, and, and it was, I was going to tell you guys this last week, you know, they, they had the same drought there, um, uh, this summer. Mm-hmm. It was the hottest, driest they, in history. Um, they had to graze the CRP. And, and then because the cows had nothing to eat. Hmm. And then they actually had to harvest the CRP and make hay out of it. There's no CRP. All the pheasants ah, died. Really? It's terrible. I mean, hmm. um, the, the, the heat, Got so bad that they were just finding hens dead everywhere. Wow. Um, so out of, out of 30 guys on the first day, and I'm talking about hunting until from, from the crack of dawn until dark, we killed 15 birds. Wow. You know, and generally speaking, we'll kill 15 birds out of one field. Right. Yeah. That's um, not much. Oh no, dude. That's, that's a lot of walking for, for, for 15. And then they only killed 11 on Sunday. Well, you know, we always, um, you know, kind of talk, we have talked about the drought that Texas went through. And holy cow! I didn't know Kansas had the same thing. Same, same, same thing. Southwest Kansas was uh, they. Jeff, what did he say? He said they had four inches total this year. Whew. Yeah, well, it's a pretty arid area. Well, anyway, it, it is. You know, so it is. they don't get a whole lot of rain. Right. But I mean, when you're talking, you know, to where the cows are having to graze CRP. I mean, CRP. Wow. Yeah, and Man, and th- there is no CRP. Mm. I mean, it, literally, we were walking in in just fields. I mean, uh, and, but it's still amazing how a pheasant could hide. Oh yeah, you know. But but where we were normally in thigh deep CRP, you know, having to make sure that you pushed it slow and steady and keep the dogs close, so you know, so you didn't walk so by them. Missing right. It it was it was depressing. I mean, it really was. And and that that was the other reason that where we were hunting, generally speaking, the deer bed and the CRP, mm-hmm. they had to bed the woods. Yeah, because there was no CRP. Yeah, there's no mm. cover. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Tales from Kansas with Kevin Thaver. Mm. It's good stuff. One that of these days I'd like to have a segment on the show that's Tales from Kansas with Jeff Logman and Kirk Wall. That's right. <laughs> I'm all for that, brother. <laughs> we get this football season moved to, yeah. the, to the springtime. Spring, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'd all be set. Anyway, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Thaver, Kirk Waltz. We'll be back right after this. After sweating it out all afternoon, I have finally accepted that no turkey of any kind lives within a mile of where I'm sitting. Time to pack it in. And just in time to get a text from Joe. He's wrapping it up, too, with tags filled. Ouch. But as I throw in the towel, it hits me. In just 30 minutes, I'll be back at camp. We'll all settle in, kick back, talk about the day, cheer our successes, and cheer our failures. 
best thing is, we'll do it all with a spirit of friendship and fellowship. It's the fellowship of hunters everywhere, safely home from the hunt. Without a doubt, this is the Hunt Life. Check out the online store at HuntLife.com for t-shirts, hats, bumper stickers, and more that show everyone you live the Hunt Life. And with so many items under $20, you'll find a few great Christmas gifts for all the hunters in your life. Visit the online store at HuntLife.com now. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage. Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. Let fish and wildlife biologist Scotty Brown's 25 years of experience work for your property with Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. They help landowners on developing and managing properties where recreational fishing and or hunting is the priority. Their lake management services include fish population sampling, electrofishing, water analysis, vegetation establishment or reduction, lake design or renovation, and long-term management strategies for your water body's future. Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management installs and repairs aeration systems, fountains, fish and game feeders, and their own design, Forever Tree Fish Attractors. They're experts in keeping small public water bodies and retention ponds in housing developments and golf courses working properly. So if you're looking to improve your property's aquatic resources, call Scotty Brown at Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management at 214-383-3223. That's 214-383-3223. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoors Show. And, folks, uh, hey, go to HuntLife.com where you can buy all kinds of cool HuntLife logo apparel. But the, the latest craze is the new T-shirt, Occupy the Woods. Nice. Pretty neat little shirt now. It's one of my favorite T-shirts I've ever seen. It's a it's a silhouette of woods and kind of a play on the Occupy Wall Street thing. And it's got the silhouette of the woods at the bottom of the shirt. And then in that silhouette of the woods is a silhouette of a bow hunter at full draw. Way cool stuff. Only fourteen ninety five, and it's the official movement of hunters everywhere. Available at the Hunt Life online store only. We're back with it, the it, Hunt Life Outdoor Show, and we'll get we'll get Big Bill to uh, post a couple of these videos that I took. Okay, okay. Kirk's looking I, at it. I'm looking at it now, and I'm Pretty telling you right now, I'm ready to occupy Kevin's deer stand. <laughs> <laughs> Just on what I've seen with his uh, folks, you know, with technology today, these iPhones and these Droid phones. It's incredible the quality of the video yeah. you get off these little things. And I'm sitting here looking at a, a deer that he videoed while he was in Kansas, and it's incredible. Yeah. All right, we got to get it up yeah. on the uh, Hunt Life Online community. We might be able to get it up here this, uh, today uh, or sometime in the next couple of days. So, okay. so look for it at, at HuntLife.com. Uh, uh, so so we've wrapped Kansas yeah. up. We've got a little pheasant hunting in, a little coyote hunting in, prairie dog hunting. Yep. 
Got you a heck of a deer. Uh, pictures up on Hot Life yet? No, that's what uh, we're that, part of that deal. Okay, yeah, that's 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 what my boy over there's for. All right, we're, we got Big Bill, our uh, technical guru of HuntLife.com, working on that. And so hopefully we'll have that up in the next uh, day or two, so we can kind of see what Kevin's talking about. Uh, Kirk, uh, we talked about your Kentucky trip last week, and you know we kind of squeezed a lot into a little bit of time, and you know, I don't think we had a chance to talk about the mishap. Uh, with with Captain Larry, with yeah, Captain Larry, who, your buddy, who, who you were hunting with, yeah. What what was that deal? Well, what happened was his cousin, who who owns a uh, you know a big piece of land in southeastern Kentucky, uh, owned one side of the mountain, and, and atypical of what we don't realize around here, you don't a lot of times you don't own the whole mountain all the way to the backside. Well, his neighbor did. He had a good relationship with him, and last year we were able to get up on the backside of the mountain and drive my truck up there. Well, this year, they decided that they would go ahead and cut a road for Larry and I with a bulldozer over the top. So they came from the top of the mountain. Instead of coming from the top, and I guess you call those switchbacks where That's you go right. back and forth, yeah. they just came, this guy came straight over the top of this mountain, Kevin, Jeff, and and came down a 50-degree grade with this gigantic tra- uh, bulldozer. Uh, and it was like... 50-degree lo- grade yes, sir. in a bulldozer. Straight to this this switchback where Nerves we had a little of steel, yeah, <laughs> the equipment operator. But there. you know what? Those guys do it all the time up there when they're grading those mountains because they they do reclamation reclamation prog- projects. If they blow the mountain, take the coal, the the government requires that they go back in and and lay it the same way it was when they blew it up before they blew it up. Mm-hmm. And so they do all kind of crazy things with these bulldozers. Something I wouldn't even dream of. In a car, much rather a bulldozer, right? Or walking, for right. that matter. Yeah. You know, I'm serious. Yeah. 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 So anyway, he cut this road over the top, and and we went up the two path, which is a little cart path, you know, with our four wheelers all the way to the yeah, about it, halfway it, it, up. In the southeast, they call that a three path because it's a horse pulling a cart. That's right. So two path, three path, same and, thing. And and you were going to put stands up, or were we're, you going, we were going to, to stand? put stands up. We got okay. there on Sunday afternoon, okay. and and Larry and I and his cousin, um, uh, Doctor Marion uh, Menyard, we went up to the mountain and we got up about twenty five hundred feet. Well, we still had two thousand more feet to go up, and we get to the little little cut through. And I look up and I said, Larry, I ain't going up there. I said, Marion, that's steep. And Marion goes, Eh, well, yeah, it's kind of steep. I said, No, no, I think kind of steep. I said, that's steep, steep. And, you know, Larry, Larry's pretty tough. He said, well, we might be able to make it. <laughs> I said, I don't know, brother. I don't think to make I'm going. it like walk or this is ATV. This is ATV. We're oh, going to no. take the four wheelers up there. So Larry decides to go ahead and take the four wheeler and he, and he says, I'm going to try it. And I said, okay. And I was really not very comfortable with it at all. I mean, when, I'm a flatlander. I'm not right. used to walking around on mountains, so I'm very, very cautious and try to be very careful. I slipped last year and put a big contusion on my leg just coming down the top of the mountain with Kyle. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I... Kyle's I, your son. Kyle's my son, my 23-year-old, now 24. And um, so Larry says, I'm going to go. Long story short, he gets up about 75 yards. He hits a little teeny wet spot. And he looks up, and he's still got a good ways to go. And I'm thinking, gosh, that's an incredible steep grade. And now, did he have all of his equipment on the four-wheeler? Oh, yeah. His bow and everything? No, 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 nothing on there. We're just scouting. We don't have any stands. We're just we're just looking, oh. trying to figure out where we're going to put stands. We're just trying to see if we can get an entry yeah. into the Darwin Awards. We're just right. trying to see if he can <laughs> yeah. get to the top of the mountain. We know these these big God. bucks. No, no are, video camera. No. No. And um, he gets up there and looks back at me. And when he looks back, I can see in his eyes Uh-oh. he is not comfortable. And I'm thinking, well, 
what would I do? And I, you know, and, and it's hard to judge. pray. Well, yeah, you really, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, and thank God his, his wife and my wife were praying because he might have ended up in a different situation. But as he turns to the left, the four wheeler, I can tell is not stable. And he, and he hits the gas one time and the tires spin. And I was like, Oh no. And when he does that, you can tell he's going to try to turn around and it's all over, baby. The four wheeler goes, rolls to the left a little bit. Larry r- jumps to the right. Here's this 450 pound, 550 pound four wheeler coming down this mountain. It's a four wheel drive ATV, right? Yep. It's 600 a Honda. pounds plus. It's a Honda. And it's a, a, a Honda. What is it? Where's Larry at? Larry has dove off to the right. The four wheeler is rolling to the left and it's coming and it's getting momentum. And I'm yelling at him, Larry, look out, look out, look out. Larry's still in front of it. Larry's doing cartwheels down the two path. <laughs> Coming in front of it, trying to, get, trying to get cartwheels. Or somersaults or something. God strike me dead. The man was doing cartwheels. How he had the wherewithal to think and realize that if he didn't get out of the way of this thing, he's going to get crushed. He did. He did three cartwheels, went up the side of the berm on the right that the, the bulldozer had pushed up. Four-wheeler hit the middle of the road, hit the left berm, which was the outside edge of the, the road that had been pushed over by the bulldozer. Bounces up in the air 10 feet and explodes up against a red oak. And slides down, running. And then when it hit the ground, it stopped running. I run up there and check on Minyard. I'm like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I said, no. I grabbed him by the shoulders. I said, check yourself. Are you okay? And he's like, I got a little cut on my leg or something. He said, but I'm okay. He shook. I can tell he shook up. You yeah. Know? So Marion's over there going, my God, my God, are you guys all right? And I, Man, we're fine, you know. We go over to the four-wheeler. The left and the right corner, front and back, are bent, the luggage racks. As, I, as far as I can tell, this thing's upside Those down. Are, that now, now, that's steel. That's not aluminum. That's, that's steel. steel. Yeah. As far as I can tell, uh, there are no cracks in the frame. There are no broken parts as far as I can tell. And I look at Larry and I said, let's flip this thing over and see what we got here. You know? And now, now you, you, you were telling me that, you know, flipping this thing over, you're talking about, uh, very close to the edge. A lip that probably drops 300, 350 oh, feet. no. Oh, yeah. And I look at Larry and I said, so grab, you grab one luggage rack, I'm going to grab the other. Let's flip this thing over real slow and get it on this two-path so we can get down the mountain if if that's what we can do. And so as we ease this thing over, I, I just forget how heavy it is. And it starts sliding. And Larry mm. starts sliding. And both of us are our heels are dug in. I'm hanging on. I'm going. I'm going to give this, this is about getting worse. Oh yeah, I'm giving it 20 <laughs> seconds. And if it doesn't stop moving, I'm letting go. And it's going into gorge, you know. Right. And it finally stops. We're both shook up. And I'm going. Good gosh, I think I've had enough excitement. And, the, yeah. and, and Dr. Minyard looks at Larry and he goes, "Cousin, you boys only been here about an hour. And you're about to blow up a doggone four wheeler and break both your legs." <laughs> and we're laughing and we're going. All right, Mary, we're okay. And, and, Mary, and, and Larry, God bless him, he looks at me and he goes, let's get off this blankety-blank mountain and yeah. get down on the bottom. And if there's another way we can get up here. And, and Marion, of course, goes, well, I got the key to the gate on the other to side. To drive. Oh, 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 we're like, what? you got to be kidding <laughs> no, me. No, and I know Larry was a little frustrated, but I said, well, well, Doc, we need to go that way. And he says, well, let's do that tomorrow. You know? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's go Let's go have a beer. That right there is intelligence at its finest. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, it was no exciting. Comment. Golly. <laughs> It was exciting. Wow. Uh, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I want to hear your deer story. We'll I, I have not when we heard get it. Back okay. Uh, here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. 
You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back, praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com. Because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And we're back with the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And, you know, we've been in Kansas, we've been in Kentucky, and now we're going to go to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, last last week, I uh, had, a, had a couple days where I could get up to my place you know the rut was at that point really kind of starting to get going and you know we've had had kind of like much like kansas where they've had a lot of dry mm-hmm. uh texas has had a lot of dry uh in georgia we've had some very dry times too and you know the ponds are very low they look like they're framed you know because yep. you see dirt all the way around the ponds and and so part of that dry spell is we've had some very different wind patterns you know in this in this you know part of november yeah and Part of these strange wind patterns, you know, most of the deer stands you set up, you always set up for your typical winds, which, you know, in the fall is west and north. Yeah, absolutely. And we really have had a lot of different winds. I, We've had east and northeast. And I don't have very many stands set up for no, that. No, and that's, that's yep. you know, so I, yep. I've got one stand that, you know, I kill my biggest buck ever in my life mm-hmm. at, you know, and it's a, a stand you really need to have a westerly wind or southerly wind. and haven't been able to hunt it all year long. I'm dying to hunt it. It's on a power line, and during the rut, it's fantastic because you can see. And it's a, it's got two travel corridors that cross the power line. So right. with, with a rifle, you know, that, that you know you can shoot 300 yards, you can cover a lot of ground. And the the main path is about 100 yards away, and I'm sitting in the stand, and First light comes, and, man, it's fantastic. I start to see a few deer cross here and there, you know, saw a doe cross, and then I saw uh, uh, a buck cross right at first light, and he was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a big body. He had a lot of antlers. And I was, you know, tried everything to get him to come back, you know, the old 
rattle pack from night and hail i think it yep. is <clears throat> and i tried the grunt tube nothing right. didn't work well mm. half an hour later all of a sudden i see a a head poking out of the woods where he went in at and i'm thinking hot dough he's might be behind it so i'm ready and it's not it's it ends up being two spikes and so i'm like all right well that's cool i'm still seeing deer and as the morning wears on it's about 10 o'clock now and when it's prime time you gotta sit all the way through the midday as long as you can take it it hurts because you just never know when it's going to happen and sure enough uh out pops a doe at that one trail that's about 100 110 yards away and i'm like oh yeah and at that point that crazy winds i'm talking about Mm -hmm. it's going to start to shift today and so the wind starts getting swirly and the deer comes out and it acts all nervous and i'm like ah the wind's got that thing a little spooky and i'm like hey it's mid-november you never know. Right. If a doe comes out and she's acting spooky, get ready. And all of a sudden out come four does. And I'm like, all right, cool. They cross the power line. And I'm like, all right, there's a buck behind it. All of a sudden another head comes out and it's another doe. And then a second doe comes out with the, you know, the next Sheesh. group. And the second doe was a big mature doe. And my first thought is she's hot. Mm-hmm. There's a buck behind her. And all of a sudden, boom, out pops the buck. Beautiful nine point, you know, 120 inch class for Georgia. That's a great buck. That's an awesome yep. deer. And and he tension all on her and meh meh, you know, stopped Damn. him and boom, got him. You nice. know, fired up. I didn't kill a buck last year. I know. You know, so you know, if I'm gonna shoot one, he's gonna be a pretty good one. So you know, 175 pound mature buck in Georgia. I'll take it all day long. That's awesome, awesome man. That Congratulations. Is awesome. Good hunt. And uh, you get that every week here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. And next week. Where we'll be, who knows? Who knows? You never know here on the Hot Life Outdoors. We'll, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thank you for listening to the Hot Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hot Life by logging on to HotLife.com. The Hot Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hot Life Productions. Copyright 2011.